Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? This is Jennifer Sweet, and we're going to continue looking at the tarot. And we've already looked at the Magus, we've looked at the Fool, we've looked at the Empress, and the High Priestess, and now we're going to go to Path 15 in the Tree of Life as a, a card known as the Emperor, number four. And what does the emperor mean and how does this all link up? Well, as we have been talking about, the fool begins his journey, path 11, at the top of the tree of life between 1 and 2, between Keter and Hokma. Hokma is wisdom, Keter is the crown. And then we took a look at Magus, and the Magus, that's a word for magician. He is the juggler, and what he does is he juggles the divine and spiritual, and he brings everything, all the elements of the magic of the altar, whether that would be the pentagram, the cup, the sword, and the wand. He brings all of these elements into practice and into oneness, juggling them aptly. Because he was a fool at first, he was naive, wanted to learn, and wanted to begin his journey. So, after saying yes, to himself, saying yes to his magical journey, he then went on and learned about the elements that were necessary to continue the journey, which is the Magus path number 12. We then took a look at the Empress, even though it's out of order, and we saw that path number 14, which is the Empress, is between Bana and Hokma on the Tree of Life, which is between Wisdom and Understanding. Wisdom is number two, Understanding is number three. And there the Empress is grounding the Fool and the Magician in a, in a trinity or a triad, better said, of the Magus the Fool. And now the Empress, she stands there, sits there on her throne in between wisdom and understanding and kind of brings it all together in the celestial. Because what's going to happen is after the fool begins their journey as a magician and is now seated as an Empress is seated, now they're going to want to have that power from above. And that's where we saw the high priestess come in, path number 13. And the high priestess goes in the tree of life from number six, which is Teferit, or beauty, and it rises to number one, which is Keter. Now the high priestess card goes through the empress, path number 14, between three and two, which is Banat and Hokma, and she's the rocket fuel. She is the intuition, the inspiration. She is what lights that petal, that flower within. She's the one who takes the spark and makes it into a flame. And she is the rocket fuel of emotion and, and, and of the subconscious intuition. And she lights your intuition on fire as you try to live this magical life, which is so new to you. So we saw that the high priestess, she also has on her breast with the gold and the blue, uh, excuse me, the <laughs> silver and the blue, um, she has this as not a cross, but rather the box or the cube unfolded. What does that mean? Well, we saw that the magician had the four elemental or primal, uh, the cardinal, excuse me, um, elements of wind and uh, fire, water, and the earth right, on the table. 
That's what each one of those instruments symbolizes. Well, the high priestess then takes those four elements which can be used here on earth, and she takes those and puts them into the divine realm, into the subconscious and the spiritual for us. And the high priestess is the one who takes us above. I told you about this vision that I had one time while meditating upon the high priestess card. And in that vision, I saw the high priestess as clear as day, and she was there, and the king was standing there as well. And he had mentioned words to her. Then she came over to me. We then went up. I mean, she was. She just grabbed my hand in my uh, meditation, of course, my double, and she grabbed my hand, and we went upward and ascended. And the path working that day, the meditation and the visions and all that I had were spectacular. And the high priestess was the one who made it all come true. Well, we're going to look at the emperor today because he is, I'll tell you, he is that king in the power of Mars and fire. He is there sitting sternly and in control. And he is the one who brings us that tenacity, that uh, a boldness, atomacy that we need in order to live in this mundane world, but also as we ascend to the celestial and astral planes from this earth. During your path working, the emperor is going to be significant because you're going to find that as you continue in your spiritual journey of growth, that in your path working, in your meditation, whether that be transcendental meditation, astral projection, whatever you are familiar with calling it, it's that place in meditation that the emperor, uh, you know, the elder, if you will, um, is there. And you're going to need him. Why? Because he's stern and powerful. When you deal with the spiritual and the intuitive, these uh, inspirational places in the spirit that are not physical, you're going to need the power and adamacy of the emperor in your life to stand against some of the things that you're going to face and see there. When you take these journeys, it's critical that not only do you feel the wonderful sensations of the spiritual and that you feel these, you know, wonderful feelings that you're going to feel, say, from the goddess of the moon um, and from the high priestess, even though she's one of authority. Now, now, don't think that the high priestess um, is really uh, less than the emperor because she's a woman. No, in our belief system in hermetics and in um, this magical way of life there's no room for misogynistic um, man male dominance but it is important and we're equals truly we are equals you'll notice in other religions that the emperor uh, some would say that the guy is over the woman the king is over the queen and that may be true to one uh, extent but I can tell you in a kingdom such as these that we're talking about, the emperor and the empress are, are equals. They work together. They bring about a balance that is so much needed amongst the planets, the spheres, and as we see this king here, the emperor, deals with Mars. We also need to have uh, Venus. We also need to have the moon, Selena. We need to have... Um, not only the sun, but we need Aphrodite, we need Venus, 
and we need Hermes, we need Zeus, we need Kronos or Saturn. We need a balance between all of the elements. Now, the emperor symbolizes fire. So not only do we need the wonderful, um, you know, I'm a Pisces, so I really feel those water symbols and water cards. I just love them. I love the moon. She's one of those spheres that's very easy um, to really get in tune and in touch with. But Mars, on the other hand, he's a bit more complicated. Seeing that this king is sitting on the throne with the rams, and there's four of them, that and there two are facing frontward and one is facing left and one is facing right on this very stern throne and here he is sitting as a stern ruler and i'll tell you it's hard to work with um the sphere of mars it really is and it's it's a obstinate difficult um kind of personality if you will um, to deal with but the Emperor is very much needed and I drew this card the other day and this adamant ruling authority brings us the strength that we need we have the solid throne with the rams solid mountains that are behind him and are different colors they represent the uh, different realms and power of which in the spiritual as well as in the astral and the mundane worlds he transpires he goes through all of the worlds and has this power in his hand symbolized by the uh, golden um, world or, or a circle that he has in his uh, left hand and you're going to notice that in his right hand he has a scepter which is much like looks like the Ankh but it, it also depicts his ruling authority you know as you see kings as you see queens they always have a scepter in their hand and on that scepter many times what you see is in this one life and death is in the power of his hands he is a very adept ruler he's a wise elder and his colors are red and maroon so it's already speaking of an unyielding power and the power of the planet mars now regulation amidst chaos is really what he's talking about and you know this world the mundane world brings and presents to us chaos and the emperor uh, can really number four brings us that solidity that we need to face the chaos of the world so when you are in your walk as the fool and the magician you not only uh, feel the, the mushy, good, wonderful, emotional, subconscious stuff of the moon, but you also need to have the power and the authority of Mars. Why? Because in the different realms of which you are going to conduct your magic, you need to have the subconscious, but you also need to have your conscious wit about you. Um, intuition is born between consciousness and subconsciousness, okay, between the astral and the physical worlds. And you need that adamacy, your will, okay? So the emperor is going to symbolize your will, among other things, your thelema, as we call it. It's that determination to be you. It's that determination amidst things which may be very powerful that you face in the magical realm. You're going to need that strength and that unyielding power of Mars in order to stand against uh, so many things that you face as a witch, a magician, 
or in your magical uh, craft and practice. Now, um, if you need to rule your life, um, I suffer with PTSD, anxiety, and these kind of things. The Emperor, number four, brings me great comfort because I can use his power in my life to handle things like anxiety so that things do not have rule over me, right? Because sometimes the water element can be so overwhelming depending on who you are, what your astrological sign is, what planets you were born under, and the arrangements of the heavens above you when you were born. You know, you could be victim very easily to the emotional and you could sway back and forth and you really need the balance of the emperor to make you strong and to face anxiety, to face fear and these kind of things. And it establishes limits and boundaries. Sometimes we have trouble with limits and boundaries, right? We let people go to places and enter into our lives in ways that really we shouldn't. And the emperor is the one, if you pull this card especially, he's saying to you, stand in the power of Mars, stand in the authority and the rulership that has been given to the emperor in your walk on the tree of life. Now, in that walk between 6 and 2 on the path of life, this is path 15, that's the one that the emperor um, symbolizes, that you go from wisdom to beauty. So you really see that this path, number 15, has a balance in and of itself. You not only go from wisdom, because sometimes wisdom can be kind of harsh, you know, like, well, I know what to do, and I'm, you know... And especially being a fire element and being in Mars, you can tend to be a little too emperorish. <laughs> so if this card is upside down or reversed, as we call it, you might just be too harsh. Maybe your wisdom is overriding the beautiful side of you. Number six, that center part of the tree of life of which the pentagram as well as the universal hexagram brings about that complete person, we need to be balanced. Three, one, four, one, five. We don't just need to have 11 or 33, but we need 22. We don't need just 22, the master builder, but we need 33 and 11. We don't need just Mars, but we need the other spheres and planets as well to bring about that balance in our magical life that we're seeking. So the emperor, you know, when I drew it, I just had a kingdom that I've been given uh, this right to reign. And it's a beautiful kingdom and it's a forceful kingdom. And I was told in this card that I am a force. And maybe this is what the card would tell you. You may say, well, I don't feel very forceful. I don't feel very dominant. I feel more like the water sign I feel more like the wind sign or the earth and I don't feel very strong well the emperor can help you to meditate that's what the paths are for and in this case you can meditate and ask the above to give you information on how to go from wisdom to beauty or from beauty to wisdom sometimes it's all about beauty right you know oh it's like like everything's sunshine and gumdrops and everything's really great and the beauty's there and oh man, la la la, and you're just doing great, but the wisdom is lacking. 
So this path of 15 and all the cards, as you've heard from me often, are paths on the emanations or the lights on the tree of life. So Kabbalah and the tree of life are essential to understanding tarot. You will not understand the tarot if you do not take the major arcana anyway, the, the 22 cards from 0 to 21. If you don't take the major arcana and then apply it to the tree of life, then what happens is you're kind of like uh, you're looking at a road map that doesn't have it on one sheet, but it just gives you a list of cities. But it doesn't tell you the streets in between. It doesn't tell you how to get there. You just simply see the names of the cities and the destinations without any directions. The tree of life and the paths that are associated with each of the cards. Um, and Donald M. Craig in his books, Modern Magic, 12 uh, Lessons in the High Magical Arts, or if you find an older one with 11, that's fine. I've been using that one for years. And when I was in training and um, initiation and all that, you know, I, I devoured that book over years' time because it took that long to um, come to grips. And, you know, you, with yourself and learning about yourself and the path. So you're walking with the tarot, you might think is a little slow, you know, that I'm only on path this or that. And why aren't I at the world yet? Why aren't I achieving these things that I should achieve? And why is it that I'm at this level? Well, the paths the emanations or lights on the tree of life are like this roadmap that's connected. You figure out by the tarot where you are in your life and where it is that you're going and where it is that you have come from. It's very important to realize that the tarot is an indicator of choices. It's an indicator of decisions. It's an indicator of status and or direction. It lets you know where you're going, and it does so using pictures, symbols, colors, planets, and so forth. So that's why the paths are important. It also lets you know, like with the emperor here, that you've got to be strong, let's say, if your query or your question was, how can I handle this situation? And you pull the emperor card. It might be telling you, and your intuition knows, because everybody's different, that this card is telling you to be strong and in the power of Mars and to face this with force. Face this with the element of fire. You may need to light a red candle that day and carve into the red candle your intent and what you want to achieve because you pulled this card. Um, you see what happens is, is that you have direction in your life and therefore you know how to use your magic in order to change the pendulum swing, the vibration, the pole, the flow of positive or negative energy. It gives you this indication about what to do. Okay, so the paths, the emanations, and the tarot cards and its symbology can really give you a detailed uh, look at what's happening better than anything else. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. Um, and your intuition is what does it. It is the communication between your conscious and your subconscious, your will, your thelema, making a decision that I am going to face this in the power of Mars and with fire as the element, and I am going to use magic in such a way that I'm going to use fire and in the power of the emperor. See? 
pretty practical, isn't it? Makes a lot of sense. And then when you take your runes and you cast your runes or pick a rune, depending on what your intuition says, then the rune, of course, is going to agree. Um, you know, I picked a rune, um, Eel, that um, shows that's the one that looks like a Y with the one in the middle. It looks like a person raising their hands or something like that. So it looks like a TV antenna, kind of, <laughs> shaped in a V or a Y. Uh, kind of like a W kind of thing with a pole on it. Well, anyway, that rune speaks of powerful protection, and it was carved into weapons, and it evokes energy from the above down to the below. So I pulled the Emperor card, and then I pulled that rune, or I chose or cast that rune. You see what I mean? So what happens is, is you get this super detailed, powerful, direction in your life that you've always wanted and the emperor is is a very strong card of a wise elder and you are going to get the direction um, that you need uh, in your life so in the tree of life the emperor is number 15 and then next time we're going to look at the hierophant which is path number 16 which goes from number four which is mercy or chesed to chokmah which is the king's and um, is wisdom. So the Hierophant stands between wisdom and mercy. So here we see that the emperor stands between um, beauty and wisdom. And then the Hierophant is going to stand between mercy and wisdom. Um, it's very important on our journeys to understand where it is we're going, where we're headed, and where we've come from. And, uh, you know, I always hated about religion. You never knew where you stood. You never know what was going on. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Where am I? And nobody knows. And, oh, take it by faith and all that stuff. And I, I was clueless. And I was a minister, you know. So I was like, this this stinks. This is no good here. I, I want direction. Well, the tarot was the key. The tarot was the key. I was the key. Uh, my intuition was the key. I didn't have to be in the dark, and God and the goddess did not want me to be in the dark, and I could get that intuitive information that I need to live my life, and so can you. So that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed this, our discussion on number four, the Emperor card, just a simple overview. And tomorrow, next time, we're going to look at the Hierophant as we take a look at the, the Major Arcana. Have a great day, guys. Love you. Bye.